As you are well aware, all the priests of the diocese were on convocation this past week in Kansas City. And the convocation for us is we have conferences in the morning. Uh, usually it's continuing formation or continuing education of some sort. And then in the afternoons, we are basically free to uh, spend time with, the, with each other, uh, going out and uh, doing different things in the city, going out to eat in the evenings, and, and things like that. And so as we were gathering in uh, the plan was for us to gather in Kansas City, which we did. And so I had made plans to kind of go and visit Benedictine, where I went to, where I went to college. And being a Benedictine, I, I try to go back every once in a while because there's just something about that place that continues to inspire me uh, even, even today. And so I had made plans to do that. And last Saturday, uh, I got a call from the bishop. And uh, the bishop, uh, whenever you get a call from the bishop, you freak out a little bit um, as a priest. Normally for me it means I'm moving, so, uh, but, uh, but I got a call from the bishop and he said, hey, uh, Father Brian, do you, want, do you want to go to Benedictine with me this week uh, while we're kind of up in the area? And I said, uh, well, I'd actually kind of already made plans uh, to do that, uh, but sure, I'll go with you. And, and he said, well, let, let's, uh, let's get some of the students from our diocese together. I'd kind of like to visit with them. And I was like, I don't think I know any of the students from our diocese, and uh, I'll, I'll see what I can round up. I know a couple, and, um, and, and so I ended up going to Benedictine with the bishop. He said, well, let's get a couple other people to go. And so I asked Father Gale. Father Gale, Father Gale said no. I asked Father uh, Andrew. He said no. I asked the other Father Brian. He said no. And so I was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck with the bishop for an entire day. And... We got into the car, and, uh, and the bishop begins by saying, oh, good, uh, this will give me some time for just you and I to talk. And I was like, bishop, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. But we ended up going to Benedictine, and, and Benedictine is this phenomenal place for me because it's kind of the place that be, the faith became real. The faith became something more than just what my parents had given me, more than something that I did in order to please my parents. Although while growing up, uh, there, were, there were times uh, I went to confession without my parents forcing me. I uh, went to daily mass sometimes before school, uh, depending, on, depending on what was going on. So it had already begun to take some shape in my life, but it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't a true following of Christ yet. It wasn't an invitation, or the invitation to discipleship was there. But going to Benedictine, the, the invitation became real. It became very clear to me. It became very clear to me in one of my theology classes with Dr. Edward Sree. And I don't, even, I don't remember what we were talking about or what he was teaching on that day. But I believe that we are going through salvation history and we're somewhere in Genesis. And he was making these connections of the things that we believe as Catholics with the scriptures and going all the way back and making them, uh, helping me to understand, helping the whole class to understand that God was already leading to this already way back in the book of Genesis, that he was, de- he was determining to uh, cleanse us of our sins, to redeem us, all the way back in the book of Genesis. And so, sitting in that class and all of a sudden, there was this, this realization within me that this is real. This is not something that my parents have just given me to do, but it's actually something that I have to make a decision about, something that I have to take on for myself. And in that moment, there was this invitation, in a sense, to discipleship by Christ in that moment. 
And the beautiful thing about that moment was that I was in a place, in a, in a privileged place at Benedictine, surrounded by friends, surrounded by many people who were encouraging one another in order to live the faith in a greater way as well. And so it, as, as I made that decision to follow Christ in a deeper way on that day, it became more real as I went to Bible study, as I spent time with my friends, as I began to go deeper in my faith and began to uh, meet our encounter meet and encounter our Lord in the Eucharist, in daily Mass, and also then in Eucharistic adoration as well. And so this phrase from our Lord in the Gospel today, which says, In Abraham, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. That line about Moses and the prophets is the very thing that became real for me, recognizing that what the Moses and the prophets said are fulfilled in Christ and are given to us today. And I became convinced of the very things that Christ did for me were real. And that it was for me personally, but also for the entire church. All of us have to have this moment in our life where we recognize that Christ is calling us into something more. Because he is. He is calling us. Every time that we come to Mass, it's a call to go deeper into relationship with him. And sometimes we may even get into a place in our faith and a place in our life, if only God would perform this miracle, then I would have greater faith. If only God would do this. And we may even run into people in the world who would say, well, if God would just perform this miracle, then I will believe. But that's the very thing that Jesus is telling us in the gospel today isn't going to happen. And in fact, we can look at the history of the world. We can even look at the history of the resurrection that when Jesus died and rose from the dead, even his closest followers had abandoned him and didn't follow him because they were not even persuaded by what he had taught them about the resurrection. And so that's why he says, even if someone should rise from the dead, they will not be persuaded. And so when someone says, or maybe we in our life says that, well, if only a miracle would happen in my life, then I would have greater faith. That's actually contrary to what Jesus himself says. What Jesus is telling us is to go back and look at what God has been doing throughout the history of salvation. And then allow that to take place in your heart, to be implanted in your heart. As he says that we should allow the word of God to Go into our hearts that it may produce 30, 60, or 100 fold. And allow that to become real in our lives as well. Because in some ways, the scriptures, although they end with the book of Revelation, are not over. The scriptures continue as they are rooted within us. And we begin to live out the scriptures in our life today. So that the scriptures in many ways continue to be written. Now... Don't call me a heretic because that could sound like a heresy right there because Revelation did end with the death of the last apostle. But we have to live the very things that Jesus taught, the very things that St. Paul taught in his epistles, the things that St. Peter taught in his writings. We have to live that out in our lives. And so the scriptures are not meant to be dead and just to be uh, preached at Mass or, or spoken at Mass. But they are meant to be lived out and become real for us in our own lives and for those around us. And when we allow those scriptures to actually become real, that is the invitation 
from Christ into a deeper discipleship of him. St. Jerome actually says, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. If we actually want to follow Christ, and hopefully we do, if we want to follow Christ, and if we listen to the Word of God, that's the only way that we're actually going to have this knowledge of Christ. Last week I talked about this personal encounter with Christ that we have in the sacraments, particularly in the Eucharist when we receive it, and Deacon and I hold up the host and say, the body of Christ, and we say, Amen. There is an encounter with Christ there, but we really can't know the full Christ until we actually dive into the scriptures and allow his word to work on our hearts. Allow his word to, in a sense, till the soil of our hearts so it can be planted and become living in our own lives today. We have opportunities in our parish for the scriptures to be implanted in your hearts. Number one, we should take the scriptures with us every single day and spend time reading them. That's the first thing that we should do. We make a lot of excuses not to do that. We make excuses because maybe it's, maybe it's because we have a hard time understanding what is actually being said. Maybe we make an excuse about time. Maybe we make an excuse about, I don't know, whatever. There's many excuses. And so this is why we offer opportunities for us to go deeper. We have the Bible study, the Great Adventure Bible Study timeline that is offered. Other people have offered Bible studies. It's necessary for us to take those opportunities so that we can actually understand what Christ is doing for us in our lives. If we can begin to see how God works in scriptures, we can begin to see how he works in our lives. And we begin to see how his providence is playing out in our life as well. That it's not just coincidence and luck that is happening in our lives. But God has his finger on us and is directing us. And for us to know where he is directing us, we have to be in union with him. We have to know his will. And we can't know his will if we don't know his voice. And we hear his voice in the reading of the scriptures and the praying of those words of Christ and allowing them to touch our hearts. Knowing what Moses and the prophets have said, that's the only way that we can fully know Christ. So I'm urging you to get involved in a Bible study, one that is offered by our parish, one that is offered by someone else in the parish. We don't have a tongue going on right now, One of the greatest dreams that I have is that every single person is in some way at some time involved in a Bible study. And it doesn't have to be one that the parish is is doing. We have, I can give you all kinds of things that you can do. A beautiful thing for you to do is to be able to even offer one in your own home. Invite some neighbors over. Maybe just your Catholic neighbors first and just say, hey, let's get together and let's just read the scriptures. Let's just talk about what Jesus is doing for us in our lives. And maybe we're afraid of using that language. Maybe we're afraid of saying that Jesus is actually working in my life every day. Maybe it's actually taking the Bible study timeline and actually going deeper with our neighbors and understanding the whole scriptures, whatever it is. But wouldn't that be incredible if all across Colby, all across Thomas County, people were taking an opportunity 
to study the scriptures together. I guarantee you that if that were to begin to happen, we would transform Colby. We would transform Thomas County. We would transform Western Kansas by our love for the Lord through what he is telling us in our scriptures. Because he's always inviting us into discipleship. He's inviting us in a deeper way to follow him. And we have to respond with a yes or a no. And I always pray that you say yes when he calls you.